This podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at EastTexasRadio.com. It's time for another week of Reality Schmeality. Kenny's here. Hey! How are you? I'm good. Okay, so I got notes. Good, good. I did, I did. You know what's really bad is these these stupid Us magazine, Entertainment Weekly, where I see these little juicy tidbits about the shows that we're yeah. talking about right now, and I go to print them. When I go to print them, well, what they do is it's like a blog, and they put it on top of it. So the last time I printed the stuff, it was like 68 pages. Yeah. I'm like, I only need two. I know. So I copied and pasted it. Good, good. I'm glad you have notes today. So do you want to start with, what do you want to start with? Hey, you you lead us down okay. this path. All right, fine. <laughs> I just, did you, what are you, what have you watched this week? Um. Okay, since we last talked, I watched Vanderpump Rules and I watched Summer House and then I watched a little bit of New Jersey. Not Below Deck. Oh, I, you're not watching Below Deck. I am still, I, Listen, I, I have not. the Below Deck reunion has been canceled because some stuff is going down. Oh, my goodness. I know. Okay, but I will tell you a little off topic what I watched most in this past week. Go ahead. This is my own version of reality TV. The Alec Murdoch trial? I know, and there's a documentary already on... Uh, I've seen it on see, Netflix. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I was very aware of this case because I watched Dateline. Right. And it's been on Dateline multiple times. Every time something gets added to it, and I, sometimes I hate Dateline doing a two-hour thing where I know... Uh, an hour and 45 minutes of the information, but they got new information, right. they say, for the very end. Right. But it's still what. I, and the Netflix special goes all the way back into like the boat accident and the, the maid dying at the house. I mean, there's just so many weird things that have happened to this family, but I didn't know he was going to take the stand. So I was mesmerized. I literally, for two days, I had it on my phone playing while I was at work, listened to it in the car. I mean, I really listened to almost all of it. And watched all the coverage when I got home. This is the first big trial that's gotten this kind of traction since Casey Anthony. I know. Right? Is that right? Yeah. And I have to say, he was was good on the stand. I like how they didn't carry any, I don't believe they carried any Harvey Weinstein stuff. And that really makes me mad because this could have been that also. Oh, yeah. And they never put any of that on television. I know. They got a synopsis every day. I would have liked to have seen all that. But do you want my theory and then we'll move on? Yes. Okay. I don't think he shot them, but I think that maybe he was there, and I think he knows who did it, and I think it's the drugs. Because if you remember, it was the drug dealer who he hired to shoot him on the side of the road. Right. Remember that? Yep. And that drew all the attention to his drug dealer. Well, maybe they then went up the chain and found who this who was the big guy, giving him the little guy, all the drugs. You were the ones open. Uh, that was the first time I'd heard that, and then I saw that that was kind of the way the defense was going. Really? And 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 now I kind of opened my brain up to that possibility. It still makes him culpable. Yes, but but if that is the case, why would he not talk? Because he still has an, another son, and I don't think he wants to le- lose his surviving son. Right. And I bet they've threatened him that we will come after your other child. It's possible. Okay. It's possible. I mean, he's now, a huge it, liar. It, he's the biggest liar ever. Is it a reasonable doubt situation for him? Or can the prosecution come back and say, well, it's still, no, they can't because he's not charged with conspiracy. Right. They could retry him. But it only takes one juror to have a 
mistrial hung jury. I, I really think that there's going to be at least one. <sighs> I would be. I would be that holdout. <laughs> I saw because there's reasonable doubt. I don't want to be the holdout. Have you ever been on a jury? I have not. Okay, I've, I was on one jury. It is a very unsettling experience. We found the guy guilty. He went to prison. And that weight was huge. Like, I felt awful. And now I understand why they say when they come back in, they don't look at the defendant. I couldn't look at him. I felt so bad. And then his mother and his wife were there, and they were crying when he got charged guilty. And, I mean, it's just you feel awful. Back in the day when I was in high school, which was a long time ago, (laughs) but we had a class called, and it's called government class now, but it was called civics class. Mm -hmm. And we learned about everything, you know, like the birth of democracy and and the democracies through the ages and how they came to be. And then the whole, like, actually how our government works, which nobody really teaches even, I don't know what (laughs) they teach them in government class, because nobody knows how a bill gets passed in Washington, D.C. anymore. Uh, I do, and I do mostly because of that class. Right. But we went. And, for, and Schoolhouse uh, Rock. We went. Right. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Sitting I, here on Capitol Hill. I went, we went to a trial for a oh. week. It was a murder trial. They it used was to a do that. It was a murder trial. Yeah. They used uh, to do that at Paris ISD, and I don't know why they don't do it anymore. The judge, when they had to show uh, evidentiary pictures to the jury, the judge was very clear that they'll be displayed to the jury only because they were. High schoolers in the oh my the gosh! I mean, it was and it was really really, but it was awesome at the same time because the, we felt right. the weight of that, the weight it, of being on a jury. It was real. We felt the weight of all of it for mm-hmm. all of the participants in it. And yeah, it was, I, I wish they still did stuff like that because I really think that we've lost a lot of traction in. You know, we all just feel like governmental victims all the time, not because of things that are being done as much as things that aren't being done and everything else, which is another talk show. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So what do you want to talk about? You got your notes. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Jersey. I I just have a couple minutes left on Jersey for this week. Uh, but let's talk about Jennifer, (laughs) uh, Aiden. She's just a troublemaker. Yeah. She's trouble. And now she's, I, I understand as a wife, why, the dinner with Bill and stuff, I understand why she's like that. But then again, Bill's very dismissive of her. Very. very. I, I found that very um, – I actually watched that this morning. I think that if – It was – it was. <laughs> if she can make peace with the fact that that's just not a thing anymore, because I'm convinced he's still doing something. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I, – I, I really, really do not like any of the husbands on Jersey. I, you don't? I, I really, really do not like them. <laughs> oh, not any of them? No. I, I really do not like them. I mean, them. <laughs> I understand. You know I'm partial to Gorga. Right. But He's I, probably, I can get why people don't. The re, I do like how he treats Melissa. He is one of the few that I really And they had enjoy. a speed bump that we all got to watch. Yeah. I really think that they have a, a, a good marriage, a good family. Um, but what bothers me about him is... Is it's just constant with his sister, right? It they can just you can turn in this uh, this season, five seasons make, ago, he, six. It's always them fighting. Why are they always fighting? If you really don't get along, well, it's Teresa's just, why they're always fighting. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's him too. He he gets his feelings really hurt. Like, why didn't you invite my wife's in laws to the like, wedding? Like but, that's but dumb. Hold up. Then you see her at this gathering in the backyard. And 
she basically takes a passive aggressive shot at Joe by talking about her family and stuff. It's that's just constant. It's, but the and two he of them doesn't it's want constant. it to be a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, but to me, when it, even family, when it gets to that point, you just go, man, we shouldn't hang out so much anymore. Exactly, it's okay. It's okay not to hang out with family members <laughs> if you right. truly don't get along. Don't hang out. <laughs> I, and I got to tell you, I wish I had a screen capture or something. I finally figured out what it is that really, truly bugs me about Louie. He has resting. WTF yes. face. Yes, he does. He, it's it it's does. Like, what? And you know what? I it, was so, okay. That's stuck so in this funny. Position, like what? Yeah, the hell? like he smells something really bad. Yeah. I think it's because he's over Botoxed his forehead. <laughs> that it's made <laughs> like his like it, it is. It's 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 like his nose has gone up because his forehead's so smooth and so down. It's very bizarre. Dude's Botoxin. I don't. Oh, I don't. And there's a lot of them that do it. Oh, but he has overdone it. Although I've never, <laughs> thank goodness we live where we live. Have you seen a Botox dude in Paris? They don't have to name names. I don't think I have ever seen a Botox dude in Paris. I have to think that and there's I was in the guys theater. doing. Right. I know. You know, we've discussed this before. I just, I don't, I don't buy into Botox. I don't, plastic surgery, all of that is just too much. I don't think it makes you look better. I think it just makes you look like you don't have wrinkles. <laughs> if they do it, if they do it right, it, it should just take the wrinkles away. But hardly ever gets well. And I'm not saying that I'm not blaming that on the doctors because we just get it's people, an addiction. They just, yeah, it's an addiction like anything else. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess she, uh, Dolores, and her have made some peace. Although we didn't see it. No. This week. No. But according to this story, they've made. Peace. You know who I love? Who? I love Dolores's mom. Oh, I do too. <laughs> You got to go on a diet. Ma, what'd you have for breakfast? And she says, cake. But it was the first time I had cake all week. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps. That was so great. I didn't like Dolores for the longest time. I but, don't but love I think Dolores. Dolores is different this year. Yeah. I think this dude is But watching her. her interaction with her mom and her son, like, I really enjoyed that. And I like when they do things like that. I wish there was more moments of reality and reality TV, right? Like, I don't just want to see women fighting all the time. Yeah. I just don't. Well, I don't either. And why, when the men came home from the, the night out, were they all the women f- filming them at one thirty in the morning? Like, that was so weird. I think that was probably... Scripted. Purpose, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, you know, it's not scripted per se. I think but the producer who... said, hey, the guys, we're going to do this <laughs> right. thing on Thursday night. All the guys are getting together. You should all be ready to record them when they get home because we know they're right. going to be And ask them drunk. how much they drank. Right. Like, that was so high school. I drank I the 17 most. 17 jots. I, I had the most. I drank the most. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. I, remind me in a minute. I got to tell you something. We're still. I did not know. I'm not changing the subject until later about this. I did not know that Gina was on a mission I thought we were using Naked and Afraid old episodes as filler between the shows that we watch. <laughs> She's on a mission to go through the whole 15 seasons. This is the okay. 15th season just started. Oh, wow. We're on season 10. She wants to watch all of them. Once I embrace that, I'm like, okay, so we pull it up and watch it. Right. Something happened on one particular episode that <laughs> I will tell you okay. in a little bit. Uh, Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Schwartz and Raquel. Still reverberations about this photo that was put on Instagram of of Schwartz and Raquel at the opening of, what's the new place called? Schwartz and Sandy? Yeah, Schwartz yes. and Sandy. 
and Katie and the, they weren't going to be in the circle of friends. And But see, even in this story, which is Katie's response to the picture and Katie being Katie. Like, yes. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it is watching Sheena. I was just going to say, it, it, it's Sheena inserting herself where she has no business inserting herself and not understanding that Katie and Tom were married for 12 years. And they were it's together for Longer than that. that. It's not like this was just a casual thing. Oh, Katie wasn't going to care. Of course Katie's going to care. Anybody would care. Especially when they had a conversation specifically right. about, we'll both stay out of this circle. Right. Like, there's then, no reason for that. L.A. is a big place. There's it, lots of pretty right. people. And, the t- and thousands of them roll through all those joints where they work all a- the time. Absolutely. Uh, and it was funny to see Schwartz get hit with Katie had been seeing a couple of guys. I know. It, hit it was him her like a old, like, high school boyfriend or something. But of course it did. he wasn't in the circle. He was yeah, not in no. the circle. She was going no. by the rules. Well, and it's very obvious that they still deeply care for each other. I would not be surprised in the long run if Katie and Schwartz end up back together. I wouldn't either. I think they are still, I think she was completely fed up with him. He has a lot of growing they up to do. They will not get back together, though, until Sandoval's not a thing in Schwartz's life. Well, uh, you know, they showed a little preview of what's coming up. Is it possible that Sandoval and Aunt Ariana, is that how you, Yeah. That, uh, that they break up? And here's the problem with that would be following awesome. these shows. It's, there's enough stuff happens on Instagram. That we're obviously in a different time frame now than when they shot the show. And there's it's very obvious that those two are not an item anymore. Okay, I didn't I wasn't but, sure. Uh, and I guess we get to see this season, we'll get to see the beginning of that. The which beginning honestly, of the breakdown. I thought would have been like two years ago. Yeah. So I watched uh watch what happens live. And I know we'll get to gotta do that well because you find out so much so i watched it after summer house i watched maya and um kyle last week maya's no longer with um oliver and she says he's blocked and her quote was he's not the person i thought he was that blew me away because i thought they were the perfect couple Wow. and then this week danielle's no longer with robert and that broke my heart <laughs> yeah but that was a tough that was tough. It was, you know. Have Their you ever lives kn- were just so. Have you ever known a chef? Like, have you ever worked in a restaurant or no. been? A- okay. There is something about a personality of a chef that is very hard to get along with. No, and, and, and course, they work ridiculous hours, right? Like, it's not normal. And they're. Their first love is their restaurant. Their restaurant, yeah. It's their first and love. And they are artists, and they are creators, and artists are very difficult people sometimes, you know? So, but that was that was sad to I hear. really like her, too. I love Danielle. And she's really get, coming into her own this this season, and her the breakup of her and um, Lindsay, I cannot wait to watch. And she said they are still not on speaking terms. Uh, I did like her getting Carl's back. yes. And he said that she he reached out to her and texted her when he saw the the oh good yeah the episode uh, Kyle drunk Kyle just drunk Kyle it's the drunk, drunk Kyle, Kyle. Show. And it's, the show doesn't get good till Kyle gets drunk though in, in our defense I've never seen someone slur so much I like, just remember it was, <laughs> like they're all drinking a lot why is he always slurring who was it that it was a crossover but uh, I can't remember was it the Hills. It was, it was, when we saw Kyle the first time, there was no Summer House yet, but another show 
his people went. Was it Vanderpump? It was Vanderpump, Vanderpump came to Summer Stassi, House because he was hitting on stuff. Right, because she had the turtleneck right. swimsuit. And him eating popcorn and passing out and yes. then waking up and eating more popcorn and passing out on the couch is one of my favorite all-time reality show moments yeah. ever. It, it's so there were no words, <laughs> no nothing. No, he was just Kyle always so drunk. <laughs> late night eating. Always late night eating. But they all are. I don't understand how they all stay so thin and fit. Well, you saw this week they also did, uh, they did some gymnastics uh, exercising uh, aerobic crap in the kitchen. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I did week? see a little bit they when they were drunk. Yeah, they when were they were drunk and they were doing jumping jacks and doing all this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, I don't really care for the new girl, Sam. No, I don't either. And I don't like how she left that guy, Rob was his name, or Roy, just sitting there while she was out by the pool. He was just sitting in the house but by himself. How many times over the course of us watching that and Southern Charm and any other shows like that, do we see that happen? Yeah. They'll invite someone over and then they're just rude to him. They decide they don't like him. Well, then call him an Uber or something. Don't just leave him sitting there. You could end up next to drunk Kyle. Drunk <laughs> Then you would be screwed. <laughs> Uh, okay, and I have uh, also have another thing I want to talk about because for all of our other shows, uh, we have a, a problem on the horizon. Uh-oh. For all of our creative shows that are scripted. What's going on? A possible writer's strike. Oh, again. Again, and again we had that, yeah. The, well, the last agreement because the, the, you know, the producers and the people that pay the writers, the studios and everything. Uh, here's, I just saw this. Today. Now, listen. I felt like it was a rite of passage. When I got to California, I'd been there for a little bit, I started writing screenplays. Yeah. <laughs> but I really learned how the whole process works. Right. Right? Uh, in doing that. And writers really are mistreated. Well, so if you land a job in a writer's yeah. room at a show, you're good. But if you're like wanting to crank out a movie or come up with a show idea like that, here's some things that you're up against. There's the thing now called pitch docs. Uh, which for movies, there's a thing called treatment where you write like a, you know, a 15 page kind of outline of your story before you write it. And then if the studio, they'll say, yeah, write that. Right. Okay. Uh, that's one world, but the pitch docs are for show ideas. And I, I think of somebody like Vince Gilligan who took Breaking Bad to CBS. CBS was interested, which would have been, that show would have been horrible, horrible. on the network. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, and then they said, no, we're going to pass. So it was his, so he took it to HBO, and HBO's like, eh, drugs, really not our cup of tea. Of course, now they got, uh, what's that show with Zendaya on it? That's all about drugs. Anyway, oh, Euphoria? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it gets it at AMC. But he's Vince Gilligan, and he was with the X-Files, so he had a certain yeah. amount of... So now there are writers that do uh, pitch docs, and they, they have an idea for a show, and what happens is, is you you do that for nothing, mm-hmm. and the studio will take that and say, "Yeah, we'd like to do this," and then they put it in a stack. Yeah, and some of them even get greenlit, and then these studios, you know, they turn over at the top all the time, and right. they're sold and being sucked up by other companies and everything else. Right, it just gets stuck, it gets forgotten about. Yeah, they can't take their idea, their idea, anywhere else. So what, one of the things they're looking for in the writer's strike is there's going to be a three-year limit on how long you can hold something. That, and then I, and you got to let sense. it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they're fighting this. With, you know, listen, without also, writers, you have nothing. And also some sort of compensation for the pitch doc because there isn't right. any. Right. 
when they accept it, they're like, yeah, we'd like to do this. We'll take it. Thank you. That you get nothing. Yeah, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so you know they're saying all development deals are temp- should be temporary licenses with whatever whoever you do it with. So I don't know. That's just one of the things that they're looking to do, and I I agree. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you simply do not have anything without a writer because right? it becomes <laughs> and it becomes a thing of well, I mean, this is a great idea, and I sure would hate for my competitor to make this. We don't want to make it, but thank you. Right, and they're then trying. It's gone. Right, they just don't want to share it. They don't know how to share. So when you if this, they're probably going to strike, and we're probably going to be behind next fall, uh, late summer rollout shows that we expect to come on are probably not going to. Uh, well, you know, no one ever knows who the writers are, right? You watch the Emmys or the Oscars, and when the writers come up, it's not the big famous star. It's not the big famous actor, director, even producer. We know some of the producers. But what needs to happen, in my opinion, is some of the big-name actors really need to come out and support the writers. You know that they do already. I mean, right. it, any any actor will tell you it's just the now, writing. It's, it's not me. It's the writing. you should mention that because do you know who's leading the way at uh, helping writers and keeping writers and developing writers are women-led production companies? Oh, Wow. Uh, like Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. as a production company. Uh, I mean, they, they just nurture talent, and then they find a good place for them later on. While they also get their great ideas, right? and I'm sure they're compensated for it. Yeah, but the writers need it as some faces in the front. They need the big Hollywood actors to come out and say, we want you to support the writers. We're only as good as what they write on the page, and we then say. <laughs> I know Better Things is on your list, but let me tell you, Pam Adlin put that together that was uh, mostly a women and minority-led effort, all of it. The writer's room, the production, the camera people. It was very women-centric. She wanted it that way because she was telling the story of her, yeah. a woman, a mother, and it, it ended up being such a labor of love. I mean, everybody from, to, the, to the person who picked the music for the episodes and everything. Yeah, I really really, want to really see that. It, it, it will, not enough people saw it. So I don't think it's going to end up – I think it's one of the greatest – it was just like Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul because you got a group together and you keep them together. Right. You don't have a lot of turnover. You make it work. Everybody's a happy family. They're all on the same page. Yeah. And you hear all of the actors that roll in and out of those shows come back and say that's one of the greatest. And I don't want to make it just those because The Walking Dead doesn't really travel totally in those circles. But it the longevity of that show – was also because it was the same setup. The writer's room stayed mostly the same. They graduated people out of the writer's room. They became directors yeah. of the show. And they grew their own. It was They were their own uh, ecosystem. Right. And I just really... Everything that I see that comes out of that thought process out of Hollywood, or now Atlanta... Yeah. Two of my favorite shows right now are based in Atlanta. Really? Which, Poker which Face you- and uh, Will Trent. Oh, yeah. Uh, are both shot out of Atlanta, and I'm sure it's out of Tyler Perry's studios because yeah. he went in and built sound stages and did the whole thing, and they do lots of locations there. And Yeah. It was really, really good. Will Trent, uh, that show, it really almost is too good for network TV. <laughs> I mean, like you wonder what it would be like just turned up a notch on yeah. HBO or Showtime or something or FX or even Paramount. Yeah. But it's really, really good. 
So I did. Uh, did we were we doing top five sitcoms? Yeah, but what what when was it? What was our cutoff? I couldn't remember. I was don't. It, I don't. What I did mine was is they had to be a studio audience. Oh well, okay. Okay, because they kind of quit doing that in the last ten years, so that yeah. puts it back. Yeah, I couldn't remember but exactly. If I were to be, we if I were going to be very, very specific and like business based with it, the business, there would be multi, what's called multi camera, uh, comedies, which all the comedies that have a studio audience are multi camera comedies. The Office was a single camera right. comedy with no studio audience. I'm going to tell so you. So I something. wanted to move those. Back. I don't like The Office. You and Stephen. <laughs> Stephen's the same way. Stephen hates Steve Carell. He won't watch him in anything. I'm not a huge fan. The office just makes me extremely anxious. I right, don't. It's supposed to I know. I know. I don't. So like you don't that. watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's funny because it's not on my list. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but it does make me anxious. It's, I like it, 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 it. Yeah. I mean, Kim, Kim used to call that the stomach ache show. It, yeah, it is a stomach ache show. But I love Larry David, and I think he's so funny. And I, love I found Cheryl a clip Hines. from Larry of Larry David of a story that I'd not heard before, and. For those that don't know, Larry David created Seinfeld mm-hmm. with Jerry, but it was really mostly based on Larry's life. Right. And, and the His George Costanza character is, is really, Larry David. Is Larry right. David. Uh, and uh, Kramer is Kenny Kramer, a guy named Kenny Kramer who lived across the hall oh, really? from Larry David okay. in this apartment. Building. Okay. So Larry was a writer. This is before Seinfeld was in the writer's room for Saturday Night Live. And he had been there for a while, and he kept getting his skits cut. And he had one that had traction, got through the whole week, rehearsals, and he was like, I'm finally going to get one on the air. And Lorne Michaels cut it at the last minute. And so he said, that's it. I've had enough. And he went in to Lorne Michaels and whoever the other two producers were, just lit them up and said, I quit. I am not going to. He said he got home and was like, what have I done? Right. Like I'm doing stand up on the side. I got nothing else. Right. That was a good paying job. I'm an idiot. Yeah. And so he went next door and he knocked on Kramer's door and he said, What do I do? And he goes, Easy. Go back to work on Monday. Act like nothing happened. Which is like Which Seinfeld. Is what? Right. Which is George just like Seinfeld. I right? know. Yes. He did. And it worked. Unbelievable. He said he walked in and there were a lot of writers in the room that saw the event of him blowing yeah. up and they were they had a look on their face like yeah. we thought you quit, but nobody ever said anything. And then by Tuesday it was all back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greg actually had an employee that did that and we always call I have it, I have an employee. Yeah. That. We are always we always say George Costanza. <laughs> Just thinks it think it's a thing. I like movies. I like sports. We went and saw so mm-hmm. I had to take the plunge. Because Steven's a Marvel nut. Right. And I've liked Marvel stuff that I've seen. And yeah. I, I, I liked Captain America and I liked Spider-Man. But I wasn't into it enough to know how all of it tied together in the multiverse. Is what they right, call it. Me right, me either. But, and so everybody's like, well, you can't see this until you see that. And you can't. Well, all that happened was the list just kept getting longer of stuff I had to see before I could see the thing I wanted to see. Which I just don't agree with. I think you can go in and see any movie and enjoy I am it. now. Yes. With a woman who is like that, oh. except I said, I can't, we're never going to have the time with all the other stuff we watch <laughs> right. for me to sit. And I cannot binge a Marvel movie at my desk right. while I work. You right. have to watch it. Right. So I'm just going to start going. Right. 
And, and then if there's Easter eggs that you think were good, then you can tell me about them afterwards. Right. But I would just like to go and enjoy some of this in the moment. So right. we went and see Ant-Man and this new one. Yeah, I saw the original with my son. And it was fantastic. I thought and the original was fantastic. we saw it in fantastic. the big theater in Rockwall, yeah. the XD theater. And yeah. it was just, it was great. And for me, since I didn't see, I hadn't seen the other two Ant-Man movies. Doesn't matter. Uh, I love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't right. love Paul Rudd? Right, right. But then to see, uh, you know, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I didn't know Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. It's the second time she's a badass. Her. Yeah, I uh, I used to love Michelle Pfeiffer. And it, I just so everybody can just leave me alone. I will eventually see because there are I want to see right. the Avengers movies uh, and see all that stuff happen. I do know some of the stuff that happened, so I do have some context uh, when they yeah. say things, but. No, I've always found over the years when when I have gone to any of these movies with my kids, I know none of the background. I maybe I'm seeing number three and I didn't see what you can sit down for two hours, eat your popcorn, and have a great and time. And I had already always done have that a great with, time. Uh, Doctor Strange. We saw the last Doctor Strange movie, which was when I made my decision to go do this. Right, you're just gonna dive I'm just in. Gonna go do it, and, and I liked it. it. Okay, but the Ant Man movie was way better than yeah. that last Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. But then we, so then I was able to, everybody's like, well, you can't watch uh, She-Hulk because uh, you don't know any of the, I'm like, I'm going to yeah, watch. you're going to be fine. I, I want to watch She-Hulk. And by the way, She-Hulk was great. Ta- of course. Tatiana Maslany, like, who okay, was in I Orphan Black. Did you see Orphan Black? No, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but these are comic strip movies. Right. You don't need like a PhD to go watch these. These are dumbed That's down. That's what they make it sound like. These are made for 12-year-old boys. I think you and I can go watch it and be just fine. And then come <laughs> to find out, the funny part is is that uh, we took Roman, and Roman was really mad when he found out about this. You don't leave during the credits of a Marvel movie. Right. right? And I know that. And so the credits start rolling, and I'm like, we're not getting up because I know something else is going to. So something else came up and happened. And then and then some credits started rolling again. So we left. Right. And then we get home and find out there's another thing that happened oh, after that. Oh, you can't leave until the end. <laughs> so now I got to stay till the, like everybody the very, else is very gone. End. When everybody's gone yeah. and the lights come back lights up, come on. I'll leave. Yeah. Okay. Are we gonna go over our list? Yeah. Go ahead. You... And I last week I was really really disciplined. I only came in with five, but this week I, I was came in with ten. I wasn't exactly sure what. Well, how did you frame what, it up? I think that we had said it was prior to 1980, but I don't really know. Okay, but I, I would, I would, I had I would lose of, two off of my I list. have some, a lot of stuff from the 90s. Okay. So. By the way, we're doing top five sitcoms. Okay. But, 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 but older. You know, okay, but now you're saying studio audience. Three of mine are animated, which means there's no studio audience. So you want me to throw those out? No. No, because The Simpsons should be on my list, too, and I didn't put them on there. Uh, uh, well, I'll just do them just... in their own category. Or do you want to do that next but week? I aged myself. What, do animated separate? Animated separate. I haven't seen enough haven't animated seen... one. Okay. I've seen I mean, seen some family guy, and I've seen The Simpsons. Okay, well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go then. I'm going to pick from my list. I'm going to do my top five. Okay. And I'm going to kind of go back. Um... Number five, a lot of people probably don't remember the show. I'm going to really age myself. But I always watched it with my dad. It was his favorite show, and that's Barney Miller. 
Oh, that was so good. Oh my God! Now I just and, thought of more shows Fish that I should have put on. Spun here. off of that. Okay, if you remember I'm Fish. Do, I'll do an adjustment. Yeah. On the so if time. anybody remembers Bernie Miller, it was a great, hilarious show. It was great. Yeah, about a um, a police station, basically. Okay, yeah. And I just thought of one that I should have on my list, so I'll take off. Uh, you're going five, four, three, two, one. I am going to go okay. five, four, three, two, one. So five for me will be Mash. It's the, I had that 70s show on here. But oh, when you said the 80s, I, I put have, Mash on there. I didn't have Mash now, on there. Yeah, I grew up watching Mash. I love Mash. It, it, for every uh, rolling over with laughter moment there was on Mash, there was a moment that could possibly make you cry. Oh, both. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, that's one of those shows. Was it a sitcom? And it wasn't was, on, it didn't have a studio audience. Yeah, it so didn't have a But it was such a great show. But Such a great when show. When you said Barney Miller, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay, what's, yeah, yeah. what's four for you? Okay, number four off this list. I'm going to go with Laverne and Shirley. Good stuff. I love good Laverne stuff. and All Shirley. All those Gary Marshall shows back in the day, uh, Happy Days, Laverne and yes. Shirley. Yeah. But I, I put actually Laverne and Shirley above Happy Days as far as just yeah, pure no, comedy. I agree. I what agree. makes me laugh was Laverne and Shirley. Loved them. Uh, and you know, Cindy Williams just died a couple weeks ago. I know. Oh, I saw a great story about her. Oh, really? This probably don't have enough time to give it here, but it was about she was. It's now the Rainbow Room. It's next to it's on Sunset Strip. It's a place that's been there forever where uh, rock people go to eat. It's not fancy at all. It's the opposite of that. It's not a dive either, but it's. But her first thing in Hollywood was a waitress there, and one of her first customers was Jim Morrison. Stop it. Yeah, and there's a whole story that goes with it that is oh, just wow. brilliant. Wow. Uh, and That's really cool. She loved to tell that story, and she yeah. should because it yeah. was great. Yeah, amazing. Uh, okay, you're four. Okay, uh, my fourth is Lucy. Okay, I've got I Love Lucy on here, too, and I wasn't sure where to put it, but, I mean, come on. Just the best. The best. Okay, so the what do you got? Show. Okay, number three, Bob Newhart Show. It was very good. So Which good. Which one? Okay, I'm, I was thinking the of the original. Right. The original. But I, I love the other one, too. I loved at the end of the other one when they made it about the About when one. he wakes up in the bed with his uh, the first wife. Yeah. I loved the three, like, the brothers, the my brother Larry and my other brother Larry. Remember them? Yeah. But the original Newhart show, where he's a psychologist, was just golden. And I grew up on that. I mean, great. I love that show. He's still alive. Is he really? He's like 98. Holy moly. And he keeps showing up on stuff. That's funny. But he was funny. But he, he was is... on Big Bang Theory just a few years ago. Really? He yeah. was one of those people who just kind of it reminds me of Pete Davidson. If you Pete Davidson and Bob Newhart, they just, when I just look at them, they don't even have to say anything. They're just right. kind of funny looking. They just make me laugh. If you want to hear stuff. Now, when I was growing up, of course, one of the reasons why I'm in this business, my grandfather uh, was sales manager of a radio station in Dallas. And oh, that, wow. that radio station in da- Dallas was a middle-of-the-road station. They played Frank Sinatra, but they would also play The Doors. It was oh, really wow. weird. It was a, if wow. the song, it was like, come on, baby, light my fire. It fit in with the sound of the music that ever right. it, was, it was a cool thing. Yeah, but cool. every hour, they had a thing called the Library of Laughs. And so I got to hear all the great stand-ups from back in the day. Oh, wow. Because that's what they played. Bob Newhart's stand-up oh. from the 60s. You should look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I will look it up. Is he it- was sincerely funny. Yeah. I mean, just from stuff he just said, he was funny. Wow. He turned it into a whole career after that is just even 
more amazing. But, you know, the, that original Bob Newhart show, if you think back on those characters, they were awesome. Do you remember his secretary? She had that big... Marsha Wallace. Yes! Mrs. Mrs. Grabapple uh, on uh, uh, The Simpsons. Yes, yeah. yes. Great. Just a great show. Uh, okay, what you got next? Okay, so my next will be Mork and Mindy, just because it was Robin Williams. And then when oh, you know Williams. all the stories of how many times... He just took off and did stuff on his own. Yes. I It was when we got to realize exactly how special he was. Oh, he was amazing. I will tell you, when that show was on, and I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11 at the time, I had rainbow suspensors. You should. Yeah, Yeah. I did. I did. Okay. And and he always wore those on the What's your number two? Okay. And we're going pre-1980s, 80s. Okay. And I know this is problematic now. The Cosby Show. Yeah, it is. Problematic. It's problematic, but but so is all his stand up, which was brilliant. His stand up is some of my very favorite. I, Dad is great. Made us the chocolate cake is one of my all time favorite bits. It's a shame. And the Cosby Show was really truly funny. Yeah, and <laughs> it was great as far as giving you a great feeling about family, mm-hmm. the dynamics within a family. Yeah. Why did he have to go and poop all over that? My number two is Dick Van Dyke Show. Ooh, that's a good one. Right. Yeah. And Mary Tyler Moore. I didn't even think about oh, I didn't that. Mary Tyler Moore. I didn't even think about Mary uh, Tyler Moore. I'm gonna, all right. I'm going to put then my number two is Mary Tyler Moore. I forgot to write that down, but I love that show. That, Ed that was. show, that newsroom. Ted that was, was the best. Ted was my favorite. He was so pompous. A little song, a little dance. <laughs> A little seltzer in your pants. <laughs> Whenever the clown died, remember? No, but that, no, that was such a great show. I wonder if our number one's going to be the same. What's your number one? Well, now I'm not sure exactly if this was pre-1980s. I think it wasn't. What's your number one? All in the family. Okay, see, I was going to put that, but that's problematic, too. <laughs> oh, is it though? Is it though? I don't so, think it is because I think he was shining a light on that. Norman I, Lear was shining a light on that. I think you're right. I grew up. I'm gonna, was, you know I'm gonna. T- I'm that gonna wasn't go with a that. racist show. It was a show about racism. But okay, so <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing here. I grew up watching that. It was probably my dad's very favorite show. But I don't think he saw the irony. In it. No, yeah. If somebody watched the people that watched that show, I think he show, was more like Archie Bunker than probably. But I, I am going to agree with you. I think it's I the all time. I watched it every week to watch Archie fail. Right. I know there were tons of people that watched it every week hoping that Archie would succeed. Yeah. And that's now, the wrong reason to watch that show. And Norman yeah. Lear is still alive. Isn't that crazy? I th- does he turn a hundred this year, or did he turn a hundred last year? Still does speaking engagements. Oh, my gosh. They brought back some of his shows on the, uh, the Jimmy Kimmel's show. Uh, really? Did it live in front of a studio audience, and Norman Lear was there. Okay. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I think that that is the number one show pre nineteen. I think it was the first 80. show that told the truth through comedy. It yeah. was the first show that actually told the truth. So I think- Because, you know, in the end, you realize, uh, especially back then, and that uh, George- and Archie were both racist. Right. Yeah. And it was good to see them 
scratch their head and of course, go. We didn't talk What's about the Jeffersons. I love right. the Jeffersons. And of course, that's a Norman. That show. was hilarious, yeah. and it came off. It came, came through. Came off the, of that. All in the that family. was very, and then very Flo, funny. Which was a spinoff of the Jeffersons. Yes, uh, and, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, oh, you know what else was really funny? And oh, Maud. Maud was hilarious. Maud was funny. I think, okay, so I B. think Arthur? I put Cosby Show. We don't have the Golden the Girls on here. Well, I, I'm trying to think. I think those are all post-80s. I think even the Cosby Show they was after 1980. Yeah, it was after 1980. Um, no, you know what was really funny was Alice. Do you remember Alice with I the waitresses? And yes, that was a great show. That was until Linda Lavin left. Yeah. Then it wasn't the same. But we'll have to do like 1990s because a lot of mine were actually from the 90s because I wasn't sure where we were All right, so what are we going to do next week? Let's do something new next week. Okay, you tell me. Let's do top five. Mm. <laughs> I don't. Top five HBO, Showtime, that realm shows. Oh, okay. We can do that. We just go really hyper-focused. Right. Some non-network. Yeah, Cinemax. Yeah, non-network. Just anything, any TV show non-network. But not, let's don't do, let's don't include FX or AMC no. or any of that. Let's just go back to the beginning. I mean. Like HBO, the Showtime. That, they're the ones that yeah. laid the groundwork for yeah. all the great TV we have now. Yeah. I, okay. My mind's already going because I already okay. got some on there. All right. So, and then <laughs> next week we'll uh, get back on Vanderpump. We'll have more on Vanderpump Yeah, it comes week. on tonight. And then, Very excited. Uh, I think some stuff's going to come down on Summer House. So next week, let's try to just focus on that. Yeah, let's talk about those two. And those are my favorite. They're about to wrap the newest season of Below Deck. So <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I'm just saying. Hey, you're when, does, like it. when does Real Housewives of Orange County come out? It's got to be any minute. No, any I, day? I looked it up. I think it's like April or May. Oh, why was I thinking They're it was now? They're still shooting it right now. Is it Beverly Hills that's about to come out? Something is about to come out. Is it? I'll go back and double check. I want to say that uh, OC was, I thought it was about to come out too, because I think they released a trailer for it. Yeah, I think it's soon. I'll go double check. I could be wrong. Usually they'll check. do like By the two way, Housewives at a time. Go see the Ted Lasso trailer for season three. Go watch it. Okay. I cannot <laughs> wait. And it may be, womp womp, our final season of Ted Lasso. They may not make well, anymore, you know, Succession sure. is, they've announced this is the final. Do you watch Succession? I do. Love it. March 26th. Can't wait. I do. I, I really want just to have a sign on my desk that says the two words that Logan says with every conversation. <laughs> I just want to put it on my desk. Well, I need to go back. I always, before, because they have such a long time between the seasons, I like to go back and watch the season finale. Of the and Billions one. is coming back soon, too. I don't watch Billions, but I think I would like Billions. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, all right. We'll see you all next right. week. Yay! podcast is a production of East Texas Broadcasting. Find more at EastTexasRadio.com.